Hi, welcome. You're listening to Looking for Love, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm here with my my co-partner, my co-host, Mark Phelan. Hey, Mark. What's a co-partner? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, it's important. What can I say? It, it, it's definitely a partnership in all in all ways Let's of just explaining start again. it. We're going to just start. <laughs> First of all, today's topic is what is love? It's such a great topic. It's a big topic. I thought, well, if the show is called Looking for Love and we're talking about love, we kind of need to get an understanding of what love is. And, you know, that's it's a big topic. And we are going to talk about that because, you know, we all have different ideas about love. We all have different feelings about love. And there's so many different kinds of love. And obviously, I am not going to be able to cover everything there is to cover about love in this show. I thought you knew everything about love. Well, I do know a lot, and I am still always constantly learning. So, you know, love is love is everything. <laughs> well, aren't, aren't we always looking for love? Even if we have it, we have a great relationship, wonderful family, we're still looking for love because no one ever can get enough love. Well, we're either looking for it, we're living it, we're cultivating it. Um, look, at, I, I think you know, it's interesting because the title of the podcast is Looking for Love. But the truth is, if we're looking for love, but we're not living love, we're not going to find love. And even if we have a partner and we're in a relationship, if we are looking for love even then and we're not living it, we're not cultivating, we're not nurturing it, we will lose it. So that's why we're talking about it because love is an important thing and it never it never ends because, well, here's the question. Is love a feeling? Is it something we do? Is it something we give? Is it something we get? Is it something we are? I mean, what would you say? Well, first of all, I, when you listed those things about what we're perpetually looking for in love, I think the worst is if you take love for granted. Right, right. If you're in a relationship, you know it's a loving relationship, but you're just like, nah, moving on, not interested anymore. That's the hard part. And the definition of love, I think it's is unique as a fingerprint. You know, you're so right. And, you know, there are some people who have you know, difficulty and they, they, they won't even begin. They don't even know where to start on how to define love. But there are some people who have very strong beliefs about what love is. You know, I, I had to, as I was thinking about this topic and doing the show, think about all of the things that we say about love. So love is kind. Love is patient. Love conquers all. Um, love means never having to say you're sorry, which is, you know, just total That's bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> you absolutely need to say you're sorry. Um, love fades. I mean, people say that. What do you think about that? I think that's a common belief. Um, and I think, obviously, one that can be harmful. Uh, yeah, every cliche and every metaphor about love is accurate one way or another. And that's the reason these cliches have gone for millennia. I mean, Shakespeare has created a lot of the love sonnets he created that we still use today. The reason they are still applicable is because they're real. Yeah, but everyone they're still has, applicable. And they have a different interpretation, right. no matter where you're from. Yeah. The, I always use the metaphor of the first day when the guy walked upright and eh, mm, grunted to the, <laughs> the female next to him, dragged her into his cave. He was showing love. She may not have appreciated the gesture, but <laughs> well, at least at that moment, call, some might call that like, love. Who's my hand next time? Not my hair. You know, I mean, 
Yeah, that might have been lust, which, by the way, brings us to that topic. I mean, oh, they love misinterpret and lust. lust in love. Oh and my god! Don't people yeah. still do that? I mean, we do. And so, you know, what is love? I'll tell you what love is not. <laughs> love is not just sexual excitement. So. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've heard the words, you know, I really love him or I really love her, but I'm not in love mm-hmm. with them anymore. Cliche. Right. But what they're really saying is, is that they don't get sexually excited by their partner anymore. Maybe not even sexually excited. We'll just say excited. They don't long for them. They don't feel that excitement anymore. Um, so, you know, look, it. I, I do believe that when we act in love, when we do the things that, again, nurture love in a loving relationship and also make the effort. And that also means in bed sexually to keep things exciting. And, you know, we're going to be talking about that in many different ways in many different episodes because it's a big topic. But it really, what I'm saying is, is that to have really a, a passionate sex life or a passionate relationship even, it really does require intentional effort. I mean, really, when we talk about it, what does that mean? It means us being present, conscious, because when we're present and conscious about about us, we are living in a place of love, as opposed to being reactive. So reactivity looks like, you know, fight or flight or freeze, right? It's just that automatic response that was not a response. It's, It's a reaction that we have when we go into a place of fear. And fear is the opposite of love. Right, so if fear is the opposite of love. What does that look like? It, it's when we're sort of on autopilot. Our partner says or does something or doesn't say or do something, and we go into a place of fear or pain. Our walls go up or they go down, uh, fight, flight, or freeze. We just don't even know what to do. And that looks like hostility, meanness, anger, shutting down. Uh, oh gosh, it's even abusive. And that is not love. When we are in a loving relationship, we will not be experiencing those things. True love is kind, supportive, accepting, forgiving, honest, honoring, respectful, intentional. And there's a lot of stuff, right? But that's what love is. Well, that's the beauty of this whole topic of this whole podcast is we can talk ad infinitum, not ad nauseum, because that's... That's right. the opposite. I like the idea that we can talk forever about this. Yeah. It's choosing the right partner who has a definition of love that you share versus, no, I grew up in an abusive household and I tell my wife what to do and she does it. That's it. That's what my dad did. That's not love. That You're, is yeah. a learned behavior that is completely negative. Right. And love does push us to evolve. Mm-hmm. There's no question. And I'm actually glad you said that because, look, it, the definition of love, or at least my definition or Mark's definition, what we're talking about in the show, that's not the main message of this show. What I want you to take away from this show is your definition of love. You being conscious about what it means to you and you being really conscious about whether you are acting from a place of love, whether you are being loving, because that's what it's all about. You know, so many of us, and look at, I've done this in the past myself, uh, you know, many times. So I know what this feels like, you know, thinking that we are unhappy or there's something wrong with our relationship because our partner isn't you know, fill in the blank. They're not nice enough. They're not paying attention to us. Uh, They don't know how to do this. They're not. And when we are looking and blaming another person for our happiness, for our relationship, we are in a powerless position. Mm -hmm. So by acting loving, being that loving person, 
oftentimes, although not always, we will, we will feel love and we will get love. I say not always because what if we are living in that place of love and we are communicating openly and we need to talk a little bit about communication, but we're doing all of the things that feel loving and right for us that fit in with our definition of what a healthy, happy, loving relationship looks like, but our partner is not showing up. You know, there comes a time where we do need to say this isn't the right relationship or the right person for me and allowing that for lack of a better word, bad behavior, or we'll just say behavior that isn't working for us, allowing that, mm-hmm. it, it, it really does not work in the end. It can work for moments. Sometimes it feels good. You know, we have people pleasers. They like being needed. You know, they like being able to be there for their partner. And when it's coming from a place of love, it can be a wonderful thing as long as the other person is also in that same space. We all have growth. We all have things to work on and ways to improve. And in our loving relationships, good ones, our partners do push us to do better and be better. But if we're not willing, our partner isn't willing to do that, you know, we do need to make a decision. And clearly, that's a whole episode by itself. How do you know when to leave? And it will be a future episode, probably, you know, coming up in the next weeks. But again, it's you have to know what love is before you, for you, before you can make any choices like that. Isn't that kind of fall in the same umbrella of knowing yourself? Because if you can be comfortable and while you're alone and enjoy your moments of solitude, that way when you're sharing those times with someone, it's just like icing on the cake. You don't, you're not relying on, you need to make me happy. You need to do this. You need, no, I don't need to do anything. I should want to do these things so we could do them together. I remember the, the, the classic scenario for me was when I was seeing someone, I would think of places to go or things to do that I wanted to do with this person. So I didn't just experience it. I got to experience it with them. Then we had something, a shared commonality that we could talk about later. Remember we went to this great place together? There's Creating bonds. shared moments yeah. and memories. That yeah. bonding is so important versus, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, you do this, you do that. And everyone responds, especially as a male point of view, as soon as you hear the you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, the honeydew list, all that, it turns into, okay, I'm going to just put my foot down. And I may want to do it, but I'm just not going to listen to it because I'm not going to have someone tell me what to do. Well, yeah, look, in an adult loving relationship, we never tell somebody what they can or they can't do. We also don't tell them what they're feeling or what they're not feeling. I mean, obviously this falls into, I'm going to say, the layer of good communication. So we'll talk about communication. We'll have probably a few, if not more, shows about communication. But the foundation of good communication is being in that place of love. Now, I do think it's important to let your partner know how you feel about something. Um, You know, if if they run something by you, hey, you know, I really want to go away for the weekend with my friends. I'm just wondering how you feel about that or what are your thoughts about that? That's important. And, you know, your partner will let you know how they feel. And they may say, I don't really feel comfortable with that or I wish you wouldn't. You could listen or not, but at least you're both making conscious choices together. Because I do think, you know, we don't have to do everything together. I agree with you that in a loving relationship, we want to 
you know, have fun. We want to have those memorable moments and create memories with one another. That's really important in a, in a sustainable, loving relationship. But we also don't want to do everything together. No. It's important for us to have our, our own life. Exactly. You have to be, enjoy those moments yeah, alone. And be fulfilled in other ways. If we are in a relationship where we're in fear or jealousy or lack of trust, exactly. right, then, then that makes it very difficult to, again, to be fully in love. If you can't trust and this is sometimes has nothing to do with your partner Mm -hmm. sometimes it's you know you've been hurt in the past so you live in that place of fear because you feel you've been hurt before by the way this even goes back to childhood right you've been hurt your heart's been broken and you know you don't really want to go there again because that sucks so you learn to keep those walls up Mm -hmm. and that's what you know a lot of anger and a lot of that kind of reactive behavior those are those walls it's not really being authentic and living from your heart so there's a reason that we do that. There's a reason why we have our walls up. There's a reason why we protect ourselves, but again, not conducive for a healthy, thriving, sustainable, loving relationship. And be in tune to the signals and messages you're receiving. If someone after a couple, three dates starts getting insecure, a little needy, and saying, no, you can't go out with your friends, read those as signs that this may or may not be the right choice for you. Because this is not going to get better. Right. But again, we're going to talk about that because mm-hmm. that, that is such an important one. I mean, I hear all the time people coming in, how do I know if, if this is the right person? How do I know if I should leave? You know, because it is a fine line. We don't want to give up the, you know, the minute somebody doesn't show up the way we want them to or there's something you know that they've done that upsets us. A relationship does require some work, but how do you know when when it's healthy or when it's not healthy? I promise you we're going to talk about that.